0: Welcome, one and all, to your Hawkeye podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official and unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete.
1: Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody, here today to talk about the initial Hawkeye trailer. We had a date before, November 24th, now we have... Uh, approximately one minute and 52 seconds about what will be the most wonderful time of the year on Disney Plus.
0: Pete, it might, I mean, it is in fact a minute and 52 seconds. That might sound small, but what a trailer. I was not expecting on the heels of, you know, the excellent WandaVision, uh, a reflection on grief and Falcon and the Winter Soldier dealing with the nature of what a hero can be in america and even in loki where you say can one escape their fate as a villain the wonderful energy from this the idea that we can have i mean and again each of those preceding shows had a unique voice i mean it was still part of the marvel flavor but you know unique voice unique perspective and i appreciate all of it i'm glad that we can now have a completely different perspective which is we're gonna have some fun We're going to have a lot of fun with a character that is not as powerful as all those other characters I just mentioned. We're going to introduce some new characters along the way. And, I mean, there's just a, I mean, yes, there's a holiday season joyousness to this. But this is an upbeat, really, really fun trailer that in 12 hours already has 8 million views, uh, uh, at least for the Marvel Entertainment you know uh posting on YouTube so it's it the the reception is there
1: you kept hearing they're really going to lean into the holiday setting i didn't expect it to the level on the marketing uh but yeah it's all there and you know clearly clint barton here post blip with his family and then extending his relationship to kate bishop and taking her under his wing um, really looking forward to this uh, when you consider it'll be our longest break this year Matt between uh, Marvel shows I mean but the, the Loki to Hawkeye in the live-action definitely the longest but then you consider uh, what if wrapping up and then uh, the little break until Hawkeye starts
0: yeah and as far back as when uh the new york location portion of uh of the hawkeye shoot was going on um maybe not quite this time last year but i feel like it was in the october definitely november range um to see this set dressing that was taking place around christmas around new years ring out you know ring in the old ring out bring in the new that kind of thing um we continually were discussing on the podcast, and of course, not just you and me, lots of people were observing. Um, it would seem kind of lined up for a November, December release, but that doesn't mean you have to do it. It could come out at any time, so on and so forth. Again, to lean into the the holiday spirit there, and my goodness, Pete, the tagline. Let's just talk about this. If I learned anything from watching Uh, seven plus seasons of mad men uh, a show that maybe pete you want to check out sometime Um, it's that when you have a great tagline it's obvious but it's only obvious in retrospect and this tagline uh, this holiday season the best gifts come with a bow it's like it's just perfect it's it's the perfect tagline for a hawkeye show set in december in new york city
1: And you talk about the run here beginning um, right before Thanksgiving. I mean, geez, to to time it before that, okay, you'll have your six-week run, which will end uh, right after Christmas. So December 29th, that's assuming that they don't move to any kind of, hey, we're going to give you two-in-one week, type of situation you know they've moved to the Wednesdays now with Loki uh but it would set you up for a sixth episode on December 29th
0: yeah and I'm 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 even more excited for it than I thought I would be I mean I bought into the concept back when this was announced you know I mean again for what it is I think that we all know you know I mean the Hawkeye show was never going to take you Uh, to the end of time and deal with the multiverse and things of that sort um i guess it kind of sort of does exist in a in a place of tension as um ant-man and the wasp did in terms of like so fine i'll i'll buy into this one story here and i won't worry about the continuing marvel story but uh, how does it intersect and you think of how wonderfully ant-man and the wasp did that holding it off until the mid credit sequence when it ripped out our hearts you said oh no ant-man and the wasp too," and you know or or, you know t-o-o and that they were taken um and then the very thing the very end ant-man and the wasp will return question mark like they really they knew when to deploy that i feel like same thing here we're gonna we're in our podcast discussions i'll say forget in quotes we're gonna forget after the first episode or two about Loki and the multiverse and branching this, that, the other. And how's it going to fit into Spider-Man No Way Home that comes out right after uh, Hawkeye Episode 4 and before Hawkeye Episode 5. We're going to forget about all that. And then all of a sudden, when we let our guards down, it'll it'll link back up to the larger story. But in the interim, I am ready for this show.
1: I mean, the sheer amount of content. It's, it's going to be easy to forget uh, so much going on this year. You know, we went through the drought. Obviously, everything going on. uh, But as a as a way to end this, and like you said, you know, this is going to be around. um, You know, Eternals, and then Spider-Man, and then Matt. I mean, is it possible we hear very soon? Oh, hey, Miss Marvel's got a date. I mean, obviously, that's the next one on deck. It was the one that we thought would be. Uh, up before Hawkeye uh, who knows where they are in terms of post-production but gotta imagine that announcement's coming soon
0: yeah and I think as, as we've said many times in the Marvel space as we've said increasingly in the Star Trek space um, it's increasingly clear that let's say Disney marketing in this case for the Marvel stuff Disney marketing knows that you don't need to do you know for 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 a marvel property you don't need to do you know a the force awakens trailer 14 months out to get people to be interested you can the interest is already there you just kind of need to activate it so it's no sense us you know us having a ms marvel trailer you know next week and, and and go oh well hawkeye small now i really want to talk about you know is that a captain marvel standee is that a cardboard cutout does carol danvers actually appear in that show you know like they want us focused on one thing at a time as they're going to be delivering it one thing at a time um and i think that's part of the magic of this trailer it really genuinely i feel swept up in the energy of it and kind of the lightness of it so that i am Temporarily, you know, in, in insofar as we can inhabit these spaces for short periods of time, you know, when when everybody got killed at uh, you know in Infinity War, nobody really thought the characters were dead for good, but you kind of you could you could live the sorrow on the way out of the theater and then say, all right, let's go get some pizza. Uh, same thing here. I'm ready to dive on into this, and I'm not I'm not watching this trailer saying. Well, wait. How can I? How can I really see how it? How you know? This is Manhattan. Meanwhile, uh, where is Spider-Man and what borough is he in? Like, it's it it can just exist as its own thing, which oftentimes, especially for New York-based Marvel TV shows, you can
1: feel historically sometimes like uh, hashtag It's not all connected. Well, he's such a rational choice, like all the others post blip here. Okay. He's one that uh, lived through it. He went on this bender of revenge and has to square that. And then there's the wholesome other side of it, really bringing him back. And you know, you get Kate Bishop, you bring in the dog Lucky, um, and and I think this will really be a win for them as far as time of year the casting i mean renner's got a little baggage um but this is very clearly a vehicle for Haley steinfeld whose star continues to ascend and uh i'm looking forward to everything this show's going to offer
0: pete i don't think you have seen dickinson on apple tv um it's i think it's a woefully uh underappreciated or kind of it lacks kind of some sizzle to it the social media sizzle whatever it might be although once i did tweet about the show and i didn't like include any people i didn't like at anybody and i was getting replies from like the creator and one of the writers slash actors so like they're out there enjoying the fact that people enjoy dickinson but Haley steinfeld is great in that kind of weird in season two when there she was um opposite finn jones and it was like The future of Marvel on TV and the past of (laughs) Marvel. The one-time future of Marvel, (laughs) Um, and even like Pete, do you do you think a couple years from now anybody's going to say Haley Steinfeld noped out of uh, training for Hawkeye because people have since said Vin Jones noped out of training for Iron Fist? But I digress. She's great. She's got, I mean, she's got a charisma to her um, that I think is very befitting this character and it's going to work well. Opposite Renner who tends to be a little bit more I mean Renner has a charisma but he's a bit more reserved a bit more you know a bit more um, paternal for lack of a better word so I think that I think this is a you know this is going to be a really great combination on screen
1: well leaning into the diehard vibes there obviously the setting and the material I mean thank goodness Matt Danny Rand of Rand Industries has uh, sent. Uh, kate bishop here to interact with uh, hawkeye um
0: yeah somebody who has youtube skills should re-edit those dickinson episodes as danny rand is trapped in the past <laughs> and you know something something but pete i want to talk okay about the specter that is hanging over this uh trailer here barely glimpsed something pete i didn't even know i could dream about are you ready to talk about the musical <laughs> always so it was only on second view towards the beginning of a trailer um and i just had the trailer up here towards the beginning of the trailer uh, there's a Roger's there's, the musical yeah Roger's the musical and then later on just this perfect broadway show um interpretation i can um, uh, imagine of the battle of new york the way that they have the costume... there are
1: ch- there are dancers dressed up as Chitari. There's one dressed up as Loki.
0: Yeah, and and it's I I guarantee guarantee this is the show. Nay, Marvel Studios. Nay, maybe all of Disney. Um, taking uh t- taking a a knowing wink or an inside pot shot to Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark, which was the you know that massively ill fated, critically reviled. Uh, Spider-Man musical of the...
1: Musical by Bono and the Edge, Matt. What yeah. Watch your tongue for, for a second, okay?
0: A musical that had high-flying theatrics in the theaters that sent, like, multiple, like, five or six or eight or ten performers to the hospital. Some shows legitimately where there were, like, wire um, mishaps where it's, like, the, the Spider-Man, and it might not have been, you know, the particular actor because they had multiple performers and whatnot but like the rig re- where they were supposed to fly up over the stage and down into the orchestra pit um and something went wrong and all of a sudden you just heard you know, this is a true story where all of a sudden it was like you heard someone screaming from the orchestra pit and everything stops and the lights come up and people are the audience is told the show is over you need to leave we're, we're calling are calling nine one one. like the, anyhow a bit of a tangent there huge one of the biggest broadway disasters ever but it had this kind of um found art kind of look to it um where it wasn't quite the land of i don't know the the land of broadway musicals and it also wasn't quite kind of this comic booky thing and you look towards the end of the trailer of you know the steve rogers character spinning around hitting the mark The pants look a little cheap. There's a Hulk in a hoodie, so it's like the Hulk's skin is green, but it's a hoodie thing that's got some muscle padding. It just looks like terrible theater. And (laughs) and I want more of that as much as I want to see an uplifting tale of Jeremy Renner uh, using his skills and empowering the next generation and empowering the next great female character in the MCU.
1: Well, the minute you saw the marquee, you're like, okay, will we actually see the show is Barton going to take the family to see the show is his character in the show uh what might that look like and then there's the decision of of tone are they going to make it a mockery is it going to be the thing where they don't have the details right on Steve's life we still don't have the public story of what happened to Steve Rogers we we don't even have the private story we just know he is gone uh, not that they said that he died or that he retired or anything like that. It's Steve is gone. Um, so will the will the show set that public record as as canon in the MCU? I mean, there's a lot of material they can draw out of it. And obviously you've got Barton's interaction with Steve Rogers. I hope it's like a, a thing where he he takes the family or maybe the family goes without him or you know maybe it's not even uh hawkeye and bishop that go to the show uh it's other supporting characters that go there and the details are like woefully wrong yeah i mean i feel
0: like i mean this way if you i know that we all play the game now um where you look at the runtime of an episode and when they hit the credits if there's not you know depending on the show if there's not Four and a half to seven and a half minutes of credits. You know, there's a post-credit sequence. I would just love, boom, the episode ends. And I'm going, there's still 12 minutes left. What is this? <laughs> and you go to the end and it's just a medley of like, you know, oh, Peggy, I love you. And just oh, just a medley of this musical. It, it could be sincere. It Where's could
1: be... my ch 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 <laughs> ch Yeah.
0: Like it could just be, you know, I... Uh i mean I I, I I don't know i want this is what i want pete this is what i want out of this show is the uplift the inspiration the snark and i want to get rogers you know the musical um and i have to wonder too to, i mean i'm being completely serious about the fun of the, or serious about the fun of this but i have to wonder this was shot at a time when all the theaters were still closed in new york to me it just seems like a logical thing fine you can't do broadway shows but you're allowed to do covid procedure movie and tv filming please tell me that they went to you know broadway costume designers and said we're going to overpay for you to make these lousy costumes and and broadway um uh, uh you know sewers i don't know what the proper term is you know uh uh to, to put it all together and Broadway yeah, out of work, Broadway choreographers and actors and dancers and lighters, the whole thing. I would just love to know, Hey, there were these guys that had, they, they were out of work and there was nothing to do. And then, you know, Hawkeye came in and it wasn't a Broadway show. It was the TV, TV COVID era filming of a Broadway show. And, and that helped some people
1: out too. Well, I'm sure those stories are going to come out as we get closer But now we firmly find ourselves in anticipation of this show launching the feed here. And Fantastic Geek will be just another place that you can look to to get uh, like you do with what if every week like you do with all your other Disney Plus shows get that uh, news yes obviously the hawkeye feed
0: focusing on wait for it hawkeye but over on the pop culture podcast feed we cover all that we do not just the marvel stuff although it's there not just all the star trek stuff although it's there too Pete and uh, you know this past summer we had some suicide squad in there looking ahead to the new year you know boba fett whenever that book of boba fett whenever that happens pete denies that it's not you know pete denies the truth that there will be no book of boba fett in 2021 although i think heresy
1: uh, heresy
0: pete this holiday season disney marketing wants you focused on uh on on one man and that's not you the can man have you can have
1: both <laughs> you can have uh you can have barton on uh wednesday and and boba on friday
0: barton and boba there you go um so Certainly, Pete, all of this, this run that we have ahead of us of Hawkeye made possible by those who support us on Patreon.com slash keeping us listeners supported.
1: Absolutely. You put the price on the content here. It takes just a dollar to get you behind that door to have the satisfaction of supporting us, but more importantly, what are you getting out of it past that? you got to find out what's behind that door at patreon.com slash fantasticgeek.
0: And let's keep this Marvel discussion
1: going. Pete, how can people be in touch with you on Twitter? You find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J, K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 12,037 followers, can't be wrong.
0: And while I'm personally on Twitter is looking back lost, do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram and Gmail where we are fantastic
1: geek as well. But wait, there's more facebook.com slash fantastic geek with the P and the H all one word like it today. I am
0: sure in October, we will spend a little more Hawkeye time uh, getting ready for the show. And then definitely a final preview of the season. Uh, as we get closer to that uh, to that November twenty fourth premiere of Hawkeye episode one, with that Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Talk to you soon.